This is the Wednesday, April 28th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got a wide variety of action. First quarter, first half, full game. Also, draft talk. We have some uh, draft props coming your way. And as promised, every weekday, in and out in less than 10 minutes. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I am Doug Kazarian, joined by Joe Fortenbaugh. Joe, you were lucky. You were off yesterday because kind of laid a little bit of an egg. Uh, not in the pod was okay, but yesterday in the show. So, you know, hope you enjoyed your day off. It's the greatest thing about sports betting is that we can turn around and correct the ship in like 24 hours, less than 24 hours. But we could also drive the ship further onto the beach as well. So you have to look at it from that perspective. Let's get them back today, Doug. Let's get them back today. Okay. Now, I'm glad you said went further with ship because it certainly could have heard uh could, could have been heard as a different word uh, on that <laughs> um, i'm gonna start with a, an actual winner i gave out yesterday in the pod and it's the blazers first half over we know there's a little budding tension right now i don't even know if budding it's palpable between the grizzlies and blazers they just played in portland for a back-to-back games and the grizzlies won both now they're playing in memphis but it's been high scoring throughout and also the Blazers just played a very high-scoring game yesterday with the Pacers. Really couldn't miss. Um, Simons, I believe, 9 of 9 from downtown. That tied an NBA record for the most point, most threes made without a miss, but then he missed his 10th attempt. Anyways, I like the first half over. Um, I got the number I got looking at right now is 121, 121 and a half. I just think it's up and down. Memphis always about pushing as well. So I think these two, and I don't, fourth quarters tend to die. So I'm going to go first half over 121 and a half. You wrote that one up in the uh, Daily Wager document, the Google Doc we used to get ready for the show. I noticed it this morning when I was in there. I liked it. There was no reason to go against it at all. I've got nothing to add on that from a negative front. With the way those two play, with the way we've seen them play, with Portland ranking 29th in defensive rating, I can see it being high scoring. Again, first thing I'm going to fire on is the Wizards plus one and a half over the Lakers tonight. I wrote this up for chalk yesterday when our picks were due. It was Wizards plus three. It got as low as Wizards plus one, now back up to one and a half. I like them to win the game outright. They've been playing very well as of late. Ten and three straight up, nine and four against the spread over the last 13 games. They're awful loss Monday, but look at the situation against the Spurs. They were a sizable dog, three or four points. San Antonio came into that game rested. The Wizards were playing their third and four nights, their second half of the back-to-back, and they hung the entire way. It was a really competitive game. Now they get a night off. They're going to take on this Lakers team that's on the final game of a four-game road trip. They dropped three of four, and the only win was against a terrible Orlando team that was actually beating them at one point in the second half. So I don't like the way the Lakers are trending, even with AD back. Look at the Wizards. The defense has been climbing. They were 30th in defensive rating earlier in the year. They're now up to 22nd. Not great, but improved. A team that's playing well, a team that's trying to win, against a team that's kind of finding its way. I'm going to take one and a half with Washington. That's a good breakdown. Obviously, I, I, I watch a lot of these Laker games as a Laker fan, and I was immersed in that uh, Magic game because I actually had the Lakers on a live line. And, yeah, they pulled some. They pulled that fourth quarter stretch. I don't know how in the world they covered double digits. 
Uh, but they did. They had no business doing it. And Orlando's a bad team. Washington Orlando obviously. stinks. That's how they yeah. did it. Orlando stinks. Wa- they were, I think, down in the fourth quarter. Uh, Washington's pretty good, so I can get behind that. I understand the line move. I'm going to go back to the well. It's dangerous, Joe, because you and I were uh, drinking the Kool-Aid the other day on this Utah Jazz team. But I think they come <laughs> out strong. But I'm going first quarter, not first half. Uh, look, I, 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 was, I was immersed in the Salt Lake City Tribune overnight. Uh, just reading articles and <laughs> and uh, and uh, look, they're saying all the right things. Uh, Mike Conley, especially because he's he's been in the playoffs. He's he played with the you know the grindhouse with Memphis. He knows what it takes. And this team needed sort of a reality check, not just like oh, I gotta gotta play better. It was like we gotta hit people back instead of just looking at the reps. So I think they're gonna come out and fire up. And look, they were up by what was it, sixteen or seventeen their last game after one, and then blew it. I think it's more about also about Sacramento. Harrison Barnes tweaked something in the second half on Sunday night against the Warriors. Gingerly walked off the court. His status is unknown. I can't imagine he's going to play tonight. De'Aaron Fox still out. So while Halliburton's great, Buddy Heel's been shooting lights out as well. I, I'll take the I'll take Utah minus uh, three here in the first quarter. I, I think they bounce back, and if they don't, well, then I'll just swear them off again. I hate Utah. I just I hate Utah. The best bet on Daily Wager Monday was them minus five and a half in the first half against Washington or excuse me, Minnesota. They're up 16 after one. They scored like 12 points in the second quarter. They lay an egg, soft serve ice cream at its absolute finest. I hate I hate them so much. I'm just going to transition to the PGA Tour. I'm not even going right. to talk about you basketball do that anymore. I'm going to move right to golf. I got one play for you. The Valspar Championship just outside Tampa at Innisbrook. They're on the Copperhead course, all right? Sung J.M. is plus 120 to finish in the top 20. I thought this would be even money or or minus. I think you'd be laying a little bit here. At plus 120, I saw it up on DraftKings. I'm going to play it. Uh, he's in good form as of late, six top 20s this calendar year with only two missed cuts. So there's a lot of consistency across the wide breadth of courses he's played. He also played in this event two years ago, which is the last time they held it. It was canceled last year due to the pandemic. He finished fourth. So on this course, in this event, he does have a good history. Small sample, obviously, but between that, the recent form, and the fact that he's top 30 in greens and regulation, this is a course that's about the second shot. The approach is very important. I wouldn't say M's elite on his approach, but he's good on his approach. And at plus 120 to finish in the top 20, I'm going to take a stab at it. So Sung JM plus 120 to finish in the top 20. I know everybody comes to this podcast for Valspar Championship locks. You have your first <laughs> Valspar Championship lock. All right, good <laughs> stuff there. Uh, well, I'm going to keep it with the wide variety uh, theme. And, you know, look, obviously NFL drafts taking on a, a meaning of its own and, and just a, it's an institution now uh, with, with Mel Kuyper Jr. leading the way. But uh, we've given out picks. Today is the last day in Nevada. They'll accept wagers. Uh, that's not the case in other states, but we'll, we'll leave you with one here. I've talked about Kyle Pitts under five and a half all week, also the first non-quarterback drafted. But I'm going to go to a little bit of a wrinkle. If you can get it, I think it's a pretty smart play. Tyson Campbell, uh, he's a, he's a uh, cornerback out of Georgia. His over-under was 50 and a half. It's come down to 46 and a half. And if you read a lot of buzz, there's been some mocks that he could sneak into the first round even. He's about the fourth or fifth defensive back. And that is a very um, important position nowadays. Obviously, quarterback, left tackle, wide receiver, and then the guys who guard the wide receivers are premium positions. So I think he's uh, climbing. McShay and Kuyper are going to have their final mock drafts out 
Thursday morning, but I think that's a guy who's right on the fringe of the first and second round. I think if you get under 46 and a half, I would play that as, a, as an over-under as well. I like it. We've been handing out some draft props during the week, some more obvious stuff. I like taking a longer shot and looking further down the board like you did there. I'm in agreement with you. The best stuff I've got, Kyle Pitts under five and a half. Kyle Pitts first non-QB drafted. I love those props. Uh, we're talking about some other stuff on the show today, obviously 6 p.m. Eastern ESPN too. One I'm looking at that's a little bit for, I'm going to take a shot on this one, all right? It's not like I'm saying this is going to happen, but Trey Lance to Washington is nine to one. Nine to one. I'm going to take a, sh a shot on that small position to see if it can hit. I don't believe Lance is going to the Niners at three. I think it's going to be Lawrence, Wilson, Mac Jones. Then I think it's Kyle Pitts to Atlanta. Then it's either wide receiver Jamar Chase or offensive tackle Penny Sewell to the Cincinnati Bengals. Miami's at six. They don't need a quarterback. They could be looking wide receiver. They could be a trade destination. What gets really interesting is that Carolina is sitting at eight. And they've made it very clear they're willing to trade back. From what I understand, Carolina is going to make the pick if one of three offensive players are there. It's Pitts, it's Chase, or it's offensive tackle Penny Sewell. And if all three are gone, they are very, very happy with the idea of moving back. There are some cornerbacks they could use that they could get later in the draft. With Denver drafting at nine and being very interested in the quarterback position because they need an upgrade over Drew Locke, John Elway's got to start making something happen there. I wouldn't be surprised if Washington tried to fire up to get right in front of them. Ron Rivera talking to his old team in Carolina, gets a deal done, and they take Trey Lance. Remember, they've got Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's the perfect mentor, perfect veteran quarterback to hold down the job like he did last year for Tua until a guy like Lance is ready. We know Washington needs a quarterback. Now, I'm a little bit worried that New England could be the team moving up as well. Diana Rossini was reporting on ESPN yesterday that there's at least one team in the top 10 that's been taking calls from New England about the potential of moving up. But at 9-1, to one, Washington, to acquire Trey Lance, I'm going to take a shot. All right, you laid it out. That, that is a scenario. I, I agree with most of those dominoes. So it could unfold that way. Um, and then someone wanting to get Lance. It, it'll be fascinating how it all unfolds. That is tomorrow night. Also, Mel Kuyper Jr. joined me on Behind the Bets podcast. Go check that out. I feel like I didn't do my work as a interviewer because I feel like every Kuyper podcast, we learn something new about his habits, whether it's pumpkin pie in the morning, how he <laughs> eats pizza with mashed potatoes. Uh, I just oh. asked him prop bets. I just asked him prop bets, so shoot me. But uh, he broke down a lot of good stuff that you can use to uh, apply to your uh, betting um, portfolio. But all right, Joe, uh, good stuff. We'll get back on track and we'll see you guys tomorrow. And like we uh, always promise, in and out in 10 minutes. <laughs>